0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Isolation Conversations.
1: With Ben.
0: And Jen.
1: Putting the Q&A in quarantine.
0: Oh, wow. We are really excited because today, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, we have the owner, uh, CEO, cutie, uh, just general badass, Amanda Quinton. Yay! <laughs> Uh, Yay. Uh, Thank you so much, studio audience. So uh, Q uh, is what her friends call her, and I'm her friend. I'm going to ask you uh, to tell the people at home, who are you?
2: Well, my name is Amanda Quinton. I am a 30-year-old small business owner in Nashville, Tennessee. I, uh, I met Jen when I was Waiting Tables at Red Robin, and uh, she was the lead of the the restaurant at the time in Greenville, South Carolina. And we've since been friends and just had a hilarious friendship since. Uh, I moved from South Carolina to Nashville in 2010 to start working in the music business and had no idea what I was doing at the time. But over the years, it's kind of figured itself out. So I run a small company. We're a boutique digital marketing agency, artist development firm, and manage a few development artists. Uh, I'm a dog owner. I'm a cook. I'm a friend. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. Um, so, you know, that's about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, uh, that's, that's all of it.
0: I just want to say at no point in time in doing this podcast has anyone, when we ask them who they are, related like, oh, well, this is who I am with, with
2: Jen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm honored like to, to think- be the first.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd like to think that everyone in their, in their uh, bio says, and this is how I know, Jen Bianchi.
1: <laughs> Just thinks of himself in yeah,
2: relation I mean, to Jen. That's 10 <laughs> years right there. So we both know yeah. how you're running this badass podcast. I'm trying to figure it out in Nashville. Ben, I met apparently, but I probably was too drunk to remember at the time. Fair so, uh, you know, that's where we're all at.
1: Yeah. Um, so speaking of where we're all at, uh, what, uh, what has been the the biggest shift for your daily routine, uh, or your, your daily life with all of the COVID-19 shelter in place, et cetera.
2: Yeah. in the music business, you know, they, it's, it's, they're not kidding when they say it's all about who, you know, it's a very social industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so switching to a work from home environment and not seeing people drastically impacts our day to day. For everyone in this business, from the songwriters to the talent scouts, to the musicians, to the venue owners, to the marketers. I mean, every single person is involved talking to other people, seeing other people, going to shows, going to listen to new artists, going into the recording studio. Uh, There's a lot of movement, a lot of socialization. So stripping that away from people when music is created around community uh, is a very heartbreaking and impactful thing that we're going through. Um, and people are feeling it at different levels and different places and different sectors of the business, but it's definitely felt by everyone.
0: Yeah. And I mean, when you talk about a uh, getting hit twice, Nashville just had all of those really terrible tornadoes come through a month ago. Um, yeah. So that
2: was the first one I've been through since I've lived here. Uh, and I'm, I'm a Miami born and raised girl. So tornadoes are not, Something that I know how to deal with. Uh, The crazy thing is, it was hurricane, so we have plenty of notice. (laughs) We know when they're coming. You can put up your hurricane shutters. You can get out of town if you need to. Uh, But this hit as close to home as anything could. It was less than a mile from my house, where houses were completely flattened in East Nashville. Uh, So it's it's been crazy. One of my favorite venues is closed under construction. Some of my favorite burger places, my favorite pizza joint, so. Um, all of those small businesses were already hit once already having to deal with insurance claims and losing their staff or losing jobs, people losing their homes. And then getting hit again with this has just been tough for a lot of people that were in that line of impact.
0: Right. Yeah. And then, um, is it Franklin street? What's the, what's the street? The Broadway. That's what it what is. What street? Um, Broadway mm-hmm. street on, uh, uh, the, the big drinking street that they, They were kind of slow to close those down, weren't they? So
2: I never go to Broadway, but just so happened to have been down there, like right before this all happened. And I was like, damn, you know, I hope I didn't touch anything or get near a tourist who was infected. But uh, it did take a few days a couple of the clubs were still going. And a lot of those, you know, bartenders they make probably a thousand dollars a night down there with those with those tourists. Those bars make a lot of money, so they really yeah. tried to push it as far as they could. But ultimately, uh, I have a friend who went running downtown the other day and said it's like a ghost town. It's great to just go running up and down Broadway because no one's there. So
0: um. yeah, one of my friends who lives in Chapel Hill said that uh, turkey vultures were on just walking around Franklin Street. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's weird how nature reclaims the land. I've seen a lot um, of
2: bumblebees. They're pretty happy.
0: Has anything else? What about your personal daily? Or Well, I guess, uh, yeah, what about your personal daily routine? Because you talked about the general, but how has this affected you? So on
2: a normal day, I'd be going to an office in 12 South. We share it with a publicity firm. Uh, so there's two companies in this office space and there's about nine or ten girls there on any given day and we bring the dogs and we all get together and we have meetings and artists come in or I'll go out and have meetings or a lunch or a coffee or you know it, it's different every day but definitely leaving home used to being gone Monday through Friday and then normally during the week you go to shows at night so mm-hmm. my days are normally pretty jam-packed I am normally not at my house for more than you know, 10 hours just for the sleeping and showering the next day. So um, it's it's drastically changed to just be at home. I've actually gone to the office a couple times by myself with no one there just to switch up the scenery and, you know, let the dog go to the office and have some fun. But uh, it, it has been different. And then I manage a team of four. So all four of my employees are remote now. A couple of them are home with parents, home with family, one's home with a brother, one's with their boyfriend. So, you know, they're all scattered and their routines are all different. So it's, it's very different as a business owner where you come into the office every day, everyone's there, you can huddle, you can talk about priorities, you can have conversations. Uh, that is entirely changed. Uh, so we try to get on a morning FaceTime and try to keep in touch best we can. But, uh, you know, trying to work from home when your parents are there, your siblings are there is always going to mess things up. So. We're going through a little bit of that.
0: Yeah. What um, what hobbies or things, now that you got a little bit more free time, what are you doing to stay occupied? Oh, man, I wish
2: I had more. I'm talking to my dog more than I probably should, as a lot of people probably are. Um, I'm going to mulch my patio and kind of build out a nicer outdoor space this weekend. That's kind of the project. I've been cooking a ton. I actually yeah. called my mom the other day. I was thinking about it. You know, your parents are like, empty the dishwasher. And when you're a kid, you're like, why does every single day I have to just become this daunting task? And I am back to that. I'm like, I have done more dishes than I have ever done in my life because I'm cooking more and eating at home and trying to be more conscious. But, uh, oh, we're easily running the
0: dishwasher. We're easily running the dishwasher like three times a day. Uh, so much, so much. And that's the thing that I miss the most about going out to eat. It's the experience and the camaraderie. It's the not having to clean up. Amen. Amen (sighs) right there.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm in a hotel room. And so, uh, I don't have, uh, any actual dishes, but it's just a matter of like, I'm not in control of like when my trash goes out. And so like, I'm having to like plan meals and like hope that nothing goes bad in my little mini fridge. Mm-hmm. Uh I had I had a I had a whole bag of bro- broccoli go bad, uh which was awful. It was like frozen on one end and like moist on the other. But um but uh but I had to but, get the word moist in there. Uh,
2: <laughs> everyone- That's good podcasting. Ugh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um so uh, uh what um what if anything, uh, could take your, your shelter in place. the next level, you're talking about, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, cooking more. Um, but, uh, but, but so, so other than, other than like unlimited takeout, do you think anything could like elevate the shelter in place to make it just go, go from like an inconvenience to an ultimate pleasure? Hmm.
2: That's a good question. I think, you know, if we could control the weather, it would make it really great. I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, when you're used to a routine, it's not dependent on the weather. When you're stuck in your house, it's it impacts you so much more. Uh, so I think that's where traveling is, is a heartbreaking thing right now. Everybody wants to get to the beach for spring break. Uh, you know, I think that there's almost – I mean, having more people always makes it better. You know, we as humans, we thrive in community. We thrive with other people. I don't think that we're meant to just be alone. So those with families, you know, have some different things that they're experiencing. Part of me is very grateful that I do not have kids right now and having to homeschool and go through all the things that parents are dealing with right now. I will go ahead and tell you. I almost wish I had a roommate, to be honest
0: yeah I'll, I'll tell you right now uh with a kid, you are never alone. you bathroom no no no, uh they come in they do not care uh children they 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 will find you no matter how hard you hide, they will find you <laughs> Well just the dog, just the dog for <laughs> the mouth, okay? yeah, I, this would be so rough. Because, uh, I mean, the last place that you lived was a, a bustling, like, young artist community. But you're in a house now, like, huh? how are you, how are you I, not I losing say, your mind?
2: I went to walk my dog two days ago. And I walked out of my house and my neighbors, who often are sitting up on this porch. And I've never met them, but they're, you know, they're outside sometimes and casually wave. I go out to walk my dog and one of the girls just yells. Hey you, come over here. We want to meet you. All right. So I walk over. I met like five of my neighbors. Turns out one of my neighbors who lives three doors down co-wrote a song from an artist that I'm working with. I mean, the other one works at a daycare next door to my friend's house. It was like such a small world. You know, we had this just instant connection. I know I'm gonna go hang on their porch more often. Uh, And that was something really cool that happened. It almost, you know, it happened on a Monday after you're back from the weekend, you get slammed. Um, So it was a it was a cool moment that I think that that there there's definitely good coming out of this. There's a lot of rough, you know, but meeting your neighbors for the first time, finding some small world experiences, uh, finding out that you're all kind of in it together is an encouraging piece.
0: Yeah, I always get the impression that Nashville is a big, small town.
2: A hundred percent. Well, little big town, that band is, that's why they're called that.
0: Um, so fun fact. Yeah. I, uh, I can't imagine, uh, with your, with your patio project, I think that you're just going to make a place for you and your neighbors to hang out. We got the French por- front porch and the back porch going. A
2: hundred percent. Yeah. I've got, it's it's a side, it'll be a side patio. Nothing too fancy, more like a campground, you know, some mulch, some chairs, a fire pit. <laughs> Maybe string lights.
0: Yeah, that's Adam's big project as he is setting up our back patio uh with string lights for this weekend. Uh that is something I've I've been trying to plant flowers. Uh we'll see what happens. I threw some seeds in the dirt and hope for the best. Uh but we'll see. I've tried that method;
2: it's never worked out for me, but I really hope that it does for you. So,
0: well, I also have uh, the seed pods going inside. Um, okay, yeah, so, you're, and then you're I'll doing I'll, it right. I'll move them over. But I was hoping I had all these seeds left over. I just threw them down and prayed for prayed for whatever.
1: You were talking about. So, yeah. um, you're talking about hanging out outside and then meeting your your neighbors that way. That was what happened. To, to us uh, to right when it started right when uh, my son um came home from school uh you know they, 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 were, they were they were not going to school anymore um i was like well we can start a fire in the in the backyard not like a, a controlled fire in a fire pit um but uh, so we so we like we went through and and one of our like daily my my wife and now my son are very good at making schedules and uh the scheduled activity was to get some outside time Pick up all the sticks in the backyard because we we just like had this like you know wind had come through and dead dead sticks and stuff. So we picked up all the sticks. And of course, once we got the sticks, we made a fire. Uh, And then once you have a fire in your backyard, you have to like you have to sit there while the fire is going. And so it just gave this this older lady across the street the opportunity to yell, "Excuse me, excuse me, come on up, come on up." So we're like we, we go over to introduce ourselves, but it was this older lady. I live right across from Bob Jones University which kind of gives you like a subtle impression about uh you know kind of kind of the, the 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 area and it I was I know exactly so much, where that is. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so much for me to like explain I do not want to go into your house there is a pandemic cuz this is right when it starts is March. <laughs> oh. I was like I don't want to come to your house. You have a brace on like you've clearly just been to the hospital like you could get me sick, I could get you sick. Uh but like, luckily, I had the fire to be like, oh, no, I can't go inside your house. I have a fire to to watch. And that's a much easier conversation to have. <laughs> I feel like now, oh, man, at the time, it, you know, the, the, the first two weeks of this, it was so hard to get like older folks to get on board.
0: Oh, absolutely. Even today, I was talking with some friends and they are still yelling at their parents about going out. Uh, A friend of mine, she just randomly calls her parents. She feels very much, and I feel this way too, that the roles have switched. I'm calling to find out where you are, uh, much like you had to call me when I was in high school or college to find out where I am. Because I hope that you're sitting your ass at home. Are your parents being well behaved, Q?
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I have three little sisters, and two of them are in the same town as my parents right now. One of them uh, lives with her fiancé, and the other is staying with my parents. And that is the youngest. She is the, you know, like Greta of kids. You know, she's telling me to drink oat milk because it's more sustainable than almond milk. Like, she's that one, you know, that's (laughs) ahead of the curve on every single lane. And she's uh, awesome. She's hilarious, she's great, but she is definitely holding down the fort. Uh my mom has gone to the office by herself with no one there. And my dad um is still working, but he works in a big warehouse shop and is just doing some solo projects. So she's she's keeping a pretty strict rule on them, but they are not allowed to socialize and they've been having lots of game nights and driving my sister crazy. So
1: and they need to keep their music down and they have to <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> I uh, definitely mentioned- yeah. It feel like a reversal.
0: Oh, I definitely like just having to explain to my mom. Like you know, anytime you go anywhere, wash your hands. You need to wash your hands. You need to carry sanitizer with you. It's like, oh, it's not that big deal. It's a very big deal. You are not young and spry. I'm. I worry. I worry so much. So with that, uh, Q, I'll ask you, what's the um what's the unexpected upside in all of this? Uh, we're always looked told to look at the world through rose colored glasses. So what's your silver lining? What have you discovered about this? That kind of brings you some joy.
2: I mean, meeting my neighbors was definitely a joyful experience, but I was joking with a friend, uh, who lives in LA. She's a, you know, struggling artist, waits tables, her and her wife are both kind of in similar situations. And, uh, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we went back to a barter system? She's like, man, I've been thinking about that. And I think at the end of the day, people are rethinking the value that they bring to society. You know, I think that the world in which we live has got to a place that becomes very self-serving, that becomes very selfish. Even look at artists, right? I mean, some of them just show up to Nashville and think that they're just ready to be famous and deserve to be playing arenas because they've got three good songs. Uh, And that's not the case. You look at an artist like Brady Carlisle, who's taken 20 years to build and what Mm -hmm. she's gone through and what she's built. And over the years, one day at a time, one step in front of the other healing people with her music and making connections and building community. I mean, that's what we're all trying to do with whatever gifts that we have. And I think that that is starting to shine through a little bit. I have friends, you know, making gardens and I have friends that are out of work that are thinking of really creative, awesome ways to spend their time or, hey, I'm really good at this or, hey, I'm really good at painting or, hey, I'm really good at podcasting. Right. So I think that we're all diving into the lanes that come easiest for us because during this time, it's hard to do something that's difficult. Right. It's hard to learn something new. It's hard to. Okay, I'm going to go back to school and learn another language. That's really tough. If you settle into the things that come naturally to you and use your gifts and your talents, then uh, finding ways to share that and create value with them, I think, is going to be a big check for people, um, especially in just, you know, in in the social media influencer world that we live in, uh, where, you know, 60 percent of kids right now say that they want to be an influencer or a YouTuber when they grow up. So I think that this is going to put kind of a big check on some of those lanes uh, and help people kind of refocus and restructure, you know, their talents and their gifts. So that's my hope
0: at least. Yeah. That's really interesting that you said to, to do the things that come natural. Cause I do feel like there is so much pressure with, all right, you've got all this time, learn a new trade, learn a thing, learn a language, write that book. And it's like, there's, there's so much pressure that we put on ourselves and we allow outside society to put on us to be productive. And it's like, you know what? You don't have to, you don't have to be productive and make a brand new thing. You can just uh, take it one day at a time and that's okay. Um, And I think you still
2: can learn something new in a digestible chunk. I mean, I, I've learned, I've learned a couple new ways of cooking and you know, all the, I actually have a, a bass boat that I share with two guy friends. And normally they change the oil and do all the dude stuff, but they're all with their families and in quarantine. So I had to figure out how to change the oil on the boat. So, you know, there's things that I've learned how to do, but that took me, you know, a YouTube video in a couple hours. It wasn't something that was scary. It wasn't yeah. this big undertaking of this looming, you know, cloud of, oh my gosh, I have to do something with my life. It's just finding a couple new things that are going to bring you joy and make you feel accomplished.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, my, my wife, so I'm, I'm up here in Alaska for work. Uh, my wife uh, texted me the other day. She said, um, uh, that the freezer had stopped working. Uh, we had like this, you know, like a, like a big, like side by side fridge freezer. And she like looked on YouTube, uh, you know, such, such model freezer stopped working. And it was like, Oh yeah, it's very common. It's if it's, uh, if it freezes up, if, if the train gets clogged, usually by ice. So she pulled everything out and she found it. She was, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's, it's those things. It's, it's not necessarily like learning a new skill, but like, you know, figuring out the skill of being able to like figuring out the ability to figure out, right. Like you said, yeah. like, find, find a YouTube video for the, for the changing oil. It's like, okay, this thing that I normally would just outsource, I have to do myself. And it turns out I can do it. Um and it's and it's kind of nice uh, especially with like the YouTube tutorials. Like I could spend a whole I could spend a whole day talking about YouTube tutorials cuz people like I <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do with my car if it wasn't for YouTube tutorials.
0: Oh yeah. I have I have saved myself so much money with a good YouTube tutor- tutorial. If yeah. I can say that. You, YouTube uh, tutorial. Uh yeah. What's um cue of all of the new things that you've made in cooking? What's the thing that you're like, yeah, definitely uh, making this again?
2: So this is going to sound bougie, and I apologize in advance. But I'm here my, for it. My team of girls for Christmas all chipped in and got me a sous vide, and I have never cooked sous vide. I didn't even know what the thing was. I mean, my dad raised me to grill. You know, so this was completely foreign to me. And because it was, it was one of those dark clouds that I was like, I'm just going to leave this on the shelf. But now that we've been stuck in quarantine, I was like, well, I have hours to cook. I might as well learn how to use this thing. I will never cook a steak non-sous vide ever again. <laughs> I mean, I I am totally addicted to this thing. I, you know, I, I bought a pork tenderloin just so I could sous vide it. I'm like, now I'm excited <laughs> about, you know, what can I buy? You know, of course, the grocery store doesn't have ground beef. You can't find chicken breast, but they have pork tenderloins. I'm going to try yeah. something new. Uh, So that has been really fun. And, you know, I mean, I love food. Who doesn't? So trying to spice things up and switch things up and make something that you wouldn't be normally able to do at home has been really cool.
1: Right. Yeah, my, wife, my wife has not gotten the sous vide yet, but she did just at Christmas. Her mom, her mom got her an Instapot mm-hmm. and I, the amount of things that we've Instapot cooked or she's Instapot cooked. Uh, uh, it makes her like feel like a wizard when she like pulls the thing off and the steam is just pouring out. And it's like, <laughs> do you realize how fast I cooked this chicken? Do you realize it? you realize how little time it took? great it's a- i'm jumping on the air
2: fryer train next you know oh air
1: fryer that is, yeah.
0: uh so i uh make chicken cutlets like these little fried patties uh once every couple of weeks because it is messy and i was talking to some friends of ours and uh they were like oh you should just air fryer them and i'm like yeah i've asked for one haven't gotten one and adam uh last night was just in bed just Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm on, I'm on Amazon. Oh, this air fryer is not that expensive. And I'm like, that's all I want is an air fryer and a deep freezer. And I will not ask for anything else for at least four days. Just <laughs> get those for me and and I'll shut up.
2: Uh, well, please report back when you do it <laughs> on
0: my list. Uh, Kelly loves hers. She talks about it okay. all the time. So, all right. Well, with that, our podcast comes to an end. I did want to ask. This is the time when we ask all of our friends, um, "What do you? Where do you want to be found? If you want to be found, uh, where can people find you? And do you have anything to plug? You are all about uh, social media and budding artists. But where can people, if if they're like, "Hey, I need representation," how do they get in touch with you?
2: Well, I think you know my favorite thing about what I do is that every single client that I've worked. Uh, as a business owner has come word of mouth and I you know we try to pride ourselves on not marketing ourselves but I do love helping people I love hearing stories I love music Uh, I'm a fan first and foremost and I'm a fan who has realized that I have a capacity so I'm not trying to build an Amazon I'm trying to hone in on the few artists that we really care about that we can really nurture and grow with and grow together with Um, but I am on Instagram. It's at Amanda Quinton. Quinton is Q-U-I-N-T-O-N. My company is called Quinton Digital. Uh, we call our girls QDs as a joke, but our website is Um, uh, You know, I'm, I don't have a million followers, so chances are if you hit me up, I will get back to you. No problem.
1: Awesome. Right
0: on. Well...
1: Uh- so the, the, last, the last thing that we do is we uh, encourage everybody to take the best advice, which is wash your damn hands, y'all.
0: Wash your damn hands, y'all. Wash your
2: hands. It's that easy. <laughs> Sing a song. While you do it, it'll be better.
0: What's oh, your favorite? Uh, yeah. What's your favorite
2: washing hand song? So unfortunately, it is not anything exciting. Right when all of this was happening, maybe right before. Actually, it was, it was about a week before this happened. And the timing was so funny that I can't forget it, but I was at my friend's house. We were making turkey burgers and I'm cooking these turkey burgers and I go to wash my hands and I probably wash my hands for all of 10 seconds. And she stopped me dead in my tracks and said, girl, you better sing me happy birthday twice before you wash your hands. (laughs) And I now cannot think of anything other than singing my friend, Carrie happy birthday twice every time I go to wash my hands. So uh, that made a lasting impact a week later when everyone is yelling at me to wash my hands. So uh, I've learned a good lesson and uh, I carry hand sanitizer in my car at all times now. So we're good to go.
0: All right. Q's washing her hands. You should wash yours too. So thank you so very much for being our guest and uh, goodbye everyone. Goodbye.
2: Bye.
0: Adios. Adios.